the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning. This is the Tea Health Show. I'm Chris Avon Smith, and in studio, of course, is Dr. Mark. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by the Tea Clinic, and we deal with so many interesting topics. And today, we have a particularly fascinating topic, and I think one that is so important to all of us at the moment. Mark, we're talking mental health. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. You know what? Yes, we're talking mental health, and um, I'm going to ask a question. I hate talking about the Americans. I find them, most of them, a little bit backwards. But um, did you know that there is more than 16 million people in America that suffer from depression? And what's even worse is that more than 30% of that do not get long-term effects or relief from using multiple pharmacological remedies and medications. But that, I mean, that's, that sounds, I mean, to use the term crazy to me. (laughs) You know what? Never mind that it's crazy. It's debilitating. Yeah. So, um, it's one of the leading causes of poor health and mm-hmm. disability worldwide. Depression. Because it's endemic. Once, once you're depressed, so many other things go out of kilter for you. Absolutely. So last week we had on the show, uh, Yvonne van Beek, who's a neurotherapist. And one of the things that we spoke about was the Development of the brain and Mm. specifically the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is that part of the brain that governs executive functioning. So our reasoning and how we're going to react. Now, if we look at the development of the brain, testosterone is Incredibly important in not only the structural development of a brain, but the functioning of those individual structures. Right. And that's what I want us to, to talk about today. I mean, I said, as we were coming on air, I said to you, it, it always surprises me at how pervasive testosterone is in keeping us well, actually, and Keeping it's the building, alive, alive. Never mind well, and it's the building block of so many things. And you take that away, or it's reduced, and so many things don't work. So, uh, testosterone is a psychoactive hormone, right? Um, to explain that, psychoactive means that the hormone actually works on the central nervous system, right? Okay. okay. And it has a profound role to play in our peripheral nervous system. So the peripheral nervous system is the nervous system that's not directly 
either the brain or the spinal cord. Right. So that's so that whole bit that runs down your back. Into that's your the central, central nervous cord. system. Just, okay. The peripheral nervous system is everything that runs out from that. So those are the nerves that comes out into through through the vertebra, into the neck, down into your the fingers. hands, fingers, toes, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So let's just quickly take a look at the role of the testosterone in the different ages. So in early development, testosterone is responsible for brain development, specifically the structures right. of the brain, sex development and bone development. And later on in life, it's responsible for maintaining ba- brain chemistry. And this is where things go wrong. And this is where we need to understand what's happening. And I'll bring that back and we'll circle back to prefrontal cortex. Right. Because uh, higher function is then, you know, but how many times have I been on the show and on radio that I said the biggest effect of testosterone is on the brain? Yes. And now we actually see the evidence, therefore. Um, it is also, testosterone is also incredibly important for cognition and then mental health. Just explain cognition to people. Cognition is understanding, memory, speech, etc., etc. So um, I came into the office and I said to you, I finally understand why men are from Venus and women are from Mars. And then you blew my mind with the explanation. And it's because our brains are structurally different and is wired Differently. So let's just touch on structure. Right. The male brain is bigger in volume than the female brain. Not a lot, but there is, there is, it is a little bit bigger. Now, interestingly enough, we have two types of tissue in the brain. We have white matter mm-hmm. and gray matter. So in men, because the volume is slightly larger, we have a, a, a more a, or a bigger amount of white matter. And in women, there's a little bit of less white matter. What's strange is that men utilize gray matter mm-hmm. more than women. Okay. Now, there's a difference between what these two things do. So if we look at a CT scan, for yes. instance, yes. you can see the two different colors Very clearly, yeah. in the brain, yeah. the white matter and the gray mm-hmm. matter. So white matter is responsible for spatial perception. So men with more who has a, a greater volume of white matter has better spatial um, recognition and control. It's interesting that gray matter is responsible for memories. Okay. So we'll talk about that a little bit mm. later. Now, the second difference between the brain. So if you've ever seen a brain, and most of us have, either in the biology class, you see that the brain has two halves. Yes. It looks, looks like, like a, a walnut. walnut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Snap. <laughs> and... The way in which the brain and the different 
parts of the brain communicate with each other mm. in men and women is different. Okay. So in men, the brain is wired more in a front to back axis. Right. Okay. And that gives us better connection between perception and coordination. Okay. And that's why men traditionally or mostly are better fighter pilots. Okay. In women, because they 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 can they can see they see things like the perception and coordination is better and then slightly faster. And this is down to structure and the neuropathic pathways between different areas in the brain. And we'll come back to that one um, when we speak about dopamine and Yvonne. So the women side-to-side communication in the brain is better. Okay. And that is your analytical and intuition. So women's analytical abilities and the intuition is better than those of men. So intuition, almost we could talk the sixth sense. That's it. Right. That's it. So the structural differences in men and women are there. And that explain why behavior in men and women is different. Right. And that will explain why when we either lower testosterone in men or elevate testosterone in women, there's a change in their behavior. Right. Okay. That makes and cognitive sense. function. Yeah. Okay. So we'll come we'll come back to that one. When I started formulating this talk, um, you know what? It came to me one day in the shower. I said to you, I have my best ideas in the shower. <laughs> um, in between the singing. Well, you know, the cat screeches as well. So um, I, I thought about specifically this. I have seen in my patients over the many years that I've been doing testosterone supplementation or testosterone optimization yes um that the effect on depression and anxiety is tremendously beneficial so i'm going to give you give you a little insight so when i first went on to my testosterone therapy i was on an antidepressant. I'd been on an antidepressant for a very long time. It started with a traumatic event in 2002, and I think I went on testosterone therapy in about 2017, 2017. around there. So I'd been on it for a very long time. It had always been checked. It had been reduced slightly here and there, increased slightly here and there. Anyway, I went on to testosterone therapy, and I spoke Subsequently to that, I, because I suddenly felt so much better, I had a discussion with my psychologist or psychiatrist, and we, I said, let's try it. Let's go off. And subsequently, so since about the middle of 2017, I have been off my antidepressant, which – and I have my – that crippling – 
a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, not huge depression because it was always managed, but, but that, that feeling has, has gone. And it was, it was because I could much, I can now modulate my own levels much better. So it's what <clears throat> Yvonne would say that's now becoming executive functioning. That's the yes. prefrontal cortex. Um, and the prefrontal cortex only fully developed at the age of 25. Yes. yes. So, um, very interesting. Testosterone is associated with the elevation of two other psychoactive hormones. The first one, dopamine. Yes. So let's talk about dopamine. Now, the only reason I know dopamine is it's what athletes always say. I need my dopamine rush and that sort of thing. So, you know what? Dopamine is a hormone that is associated with uh, reward, feel good. Yes. So there's an action and it's something that makes me happy and there's a reward at the end and then I boost dopamine levels. So, yes, athletes do get that. But the biggest function of dopamine is communication between the nerves. Okay. So how nerves communicate with one another is governed by dopamine. So <clears throat> Testosterone would elevate or does elevate dopamine levels and has a very, very big um, biochemical effect on on the brain chemistry in where nerves that communicate correctly or effectively with one another lead to the formation of pathways. Right. And right. The, the formation of these pathways helps us develop the prefrontal cortex. So these, these two big structures in the brain that's responsible for emotions. And they both sit in the mesolimbic area. Okay. So very big words. And we, I'm going to try and avoid them mm. because they don't make sense to someone, even to me, who don't have a very good knowledge of brain anatomy. So suffice to say, we have different areas in the brain. We have a prefrontal cortex, the front side of the brain, and that's got to do with higher function. It's got to do with decision making and on decisions right. And then we have in the middle of the brain The amygdala And the amygdala and the hippocampus um, Is responsible For um, Processing um, And generating Emotions My first year Psychology stuff starting to come back to me You know what I have to be honest Some of it I can't remember Even if I try So um the different, the differences is that low testosterone levels lead to a decrease in dopamine and that is responsible for a decrease of communication between the different structures in the brain right. because of different, uh, the inability for neurons to connect. Okay. Okay. Makes Tes sense. Yeah. Testosterone is also Responsible for elevating the feel-good hormone serotonin. Mm. So we spoke about the Americans, okay? 
And there was a beautiful study that was done. And the study showed us that people that, or men in particular, that were diagnosed or went for um, consultations surrounding low testosterone levels. Yes. 56% of these men had depression. Jeez. So listen to that and listen to this again very carefully. In people that present with symptoms or go and look for solutions that are associated with low testosterone, 56% of these people had depression. And this becomes a very, very big problem. Mm. When we look at um, depression, depressive states, depressive symptoms, and anxiety, because unfortunately, the symptoms of depression and the symptoms of low testosterone are exactly right. the same. Right. And those include fatigue, mood swings, memory loss, low libido, anxiety, depression, and impulsiveness. Okay. okay. So, I want to swing back. Impulsiveness, Yvonne, who we had here, we spoke a lot about ADD. Yes, yes. And our inability to control our behavior, our inability to sit still, our inability to let someone else finish the sentence, going from A to Z by bypassing B to Y. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's impulsiveness, and it comes back to testosterone modulates dopamine levels, which is responsible for forming pathways to the prefrontal cortex, where we process and control the actions that we are about to to um, perform. So I'm going to, I want to just see if I've got it right. I I want to give an analogy here. Testosterone is almost like oil in an engine in that it allows all the functions to happen and it it eases the flow of all the functions to happen. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So we think of testosterone as being produced in the testicles. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, generally we think of it as that, hey, but, you, you, you know, okay. I'm going to push iron. So, in women, testosterone is produced by the ovaries. So, we think of it as a sex hormone. Yes, yes. What we don't know, what most people don't know, is that the brain initiates the process. Yes, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So, the brain... Initiates the hypothalamus, which is another part of the brain, to produce gonadotropin. So let me tell you what the the hypothalamus does. Hmm. The hypothalamus connects the endocrine system 
which is hormones, neurotransmitters, etc., etc., with the nervous system. Okay. So the nervous system, higher function, testosterone. So the brain starts the process and says, I'm going to produce testosterone for pre-birth Guides us towards a male or a female line. That's the first um, role of testosterone. In men, where we have a Y chromosome, there's um, adrenergic receptors, adrenal receptors. And stimulating that with testosterone creates development towards a male line in embryonic uh, development. Right. Okay. And in female where there's two X chromosomes, that doesn't happen. So you, you default. And listen, this is interesting because I didn't know this. We default to female. Okay. So genetically we are programmed as asexual and defaulting to female. Testosterone is what triggers us to develop into a male line. Well, I suppose it makes sense because we would need, we only need one sperm provider, but in order to populate the earth evolutionary, you would need more females. So you do, do default to females. Okay. So that's the first one. And then we get to, um, our early, early development stage. Um, where we go into puberty and then the male line kicks in under the, um, the rule of testosterone. And that gives us the lowering of the voice, the hair, the facial features, etc., etc. Okay. And then later on in life, we have another spurt, uh, release of testo- uh, testosterone, which governs, you know what, how we, uh, develop fully into men and women. And then testosterone, and this is what I've always said, then the role of testosterone is on higher function. Right. So, higher function includes libido, sex drive, cognition, Memory, mental well-being. And with mental well-being, we're talking about uh, verbal ability. We're talking about spatial recognition. We're talking about mental stability. Um, And that's where things start going wrong. If testosterone is suboptimal, the effect that it has on the other neurotransmitters is great. Which is perfect because it's all to do with the brain. It's 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 not it's not the sex drive per per se. It's not that sex, know, I'm going to get a boner type thing. Sex drive is a function of your frontal cortex. Right. It's, um, it was very interesting. I spoke to Yvonne before we came on air, and one of the things that she said is when we look at it from a biochemical perspective, yes, sex is a um, higher function. Mm. But when we look at it from a survival uh, context, sex is a survival strategy, and it's seated in our Old brain, the cerebellum, the, the prehistoric type of brain. Right. Okay. And that, that's where the amygdala comes in as well. The reptilian brain. I was just going to say it's reptilian. Totally. So, yeah. you know, but it's very interesting how these different structures in the brain act on testosterone. So let's take it further. 
So we spoke about the hypothalamus. Mm. Okay. So the brain itself stimulates the hypothalamus. That part of the, the brain that's responsible for putting hormones, endocrine and, um, nerves together. And then that stimulates the pituitary gland. Yes. So the pituitary gland is the part of the brain that controls all other hormones. I thought it was the kidneys. The kidneys and the pituitary gland are so interlinked. Absolutely. There's a, there's a total because context. Because the there. kidneys regulate electrolytes and neurotransmitters and messengers where the brain is responsible for hormones. Right. Okay. So the pituitary gland then stimulates two hormones, follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone in both men and women. And this is responsible for testosterone in sperm, testosterone in eggs. Wow. Okay. So the balance between these different structures are so precarious we have estrogenic receptors and androgenic receptors in the brain. Differences in how these things are broken down. Testosterone gets broken down into two things. One of them is dehydroxy, dehydroxy testosterone. And that's a reduction process. Right. Okay. Where we actually take a part away of testosterone, reducing it, and that forms DHT, which acts on androgenic receptors. There's another thing that happens to testosterone, aromatization. And that's when we change testosterone into estradiol, estrogen. Right. So estrogen comes from testosterone. And that's why too much testosterone leads to an excess of estrogen and we see these in these gym junkies and they become aggressive etc 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 okay so let's come back to how testosterone acts on depression and anxiety and cognition as we get older Older people start, and especially men, start losing memory. And when we lose memory, we start losing functioning. There's a part of the brain, the amygdala, and the hippocampus. Mm. And what it's responsible I thought it was hippocampus Hippocampus, yeah uh, okay. Just like hippo, you spell it double Maybe it looks like a hippo I can't remember my anatomy that well So what it's responsible for doing Is changing short-term memory Into long-term memory And one of the things that people present with Most, both men and women And especially women mm. Is Short-term memory loss. Why? What? What am I doing? Why did I come into this room? And exactly, especially around uh, uh, perimenopause and, and, and menopause. Yes, and, which which is incredible. So there's something that I want to stand still at and really emphasize: the decline in testosterone in men 
levels in men is very gradual. Mm. In women, going into Perimenopause and then menopause, the change in hormonal levels are precipitous. It happens very, very quickly. And therefore, it's always been easier for us to diagnose problems in women mm. where cognitive function is related to hormonal changes yes. much easier than in men. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so epic. The, the hormonal fluctuations around yes. period and, and, and menopause. So, um, you know, but again, when we look at the symptoms of depression and low testosterone, they are similar. Decrease in mood or mood swings, fatigue, insomnia, Oh, sleeping yeah. problems, decreased libido and sexual functioning, anxiety, and depression. And I mean, I've, there's almost a catch-all for me, the, the phrase I want to use here, and that's the fog, this brain fog that, that, that w we start getting, where, where things are just not what they used to be, and it's harder to do stuff and all of that. So... One of the, one of the topics that we will touch on mm. is testosterone and gut health. Yes. Now, when I refer to the study of American men, um, that went to consult regarding symptoms that's associated with low testosterone, we said 56% of them presented with uh, depression. Listen very carefully because this is scary. And I'm talking to Afrikaans guys, young Afrikaans guys, mm -hmm. who are inactive and overweight. The ratio of inactive overweight guys that present with depression because of low testosterone yes. is staggering. So, get off the couch, eat healthy, be active, elevate testosterone levels, decrease depression. It's so interesting you say that. I had an incident recently with a friend of mine. He's Afrikaans. He's about to turn 40. He's um, overweight, not obese or anything, but he's he's overweight. He doesn't exercise. And we had an incident where his impulse control was so out of whack. It, it was really ridiculous. And that then precipitated a whole lot of depressive incidences that went around around that. And I mean, you've just you've just clarified something for me. So, Chris, let's talk about food and testosterone. Mm. Let's talk about brain food. Yes. And testosterone. So that's So um, the brain we thought only used or I was under the impression actually that the brain mainly uses glucose and ketones yeah. for energy. For proper brain functioning, you need protein. 
protein in the form of amino acids. Yes. So, omegas, your omega-3, omega-6, and omega-9 is so important for maintaining proper brain function. Now, let's think, where are our fatty acids really important? And that's in cell membranes. Yes. Okay? So, if a cell membrane is not functioning properly, your communication between different cells are impaired. So let's look at sugar. Mm. The biggest drug and probably one of the most detrimental drugs on the planet. And I'm, I'm, I'm calling it a drug because yeah. sugar is a addictive. drug. It's an addictive substance. Totally. Most probably the most addictive substance on the planet. And you know what? Our governments know about this, but sugar is pervasive in every single Everything thing. Everything we just about that we eat. So when we look at nutrition, we look at the monosaccharide sugar, disaccharides, and the trisaccharides. So trisaccharides are oils and fats, mm, mm. good fats. Monosaccharides and disaccharides are sugars. Okay. Carbohydrates, good fats, or good sugars, are trisaccharides. Okay. They've got three sugar um, chains, not just one or two, but three. And therefore, things like um, yams, things like uh, sweet potato, um, A sort of nice rooty fruits, vegetables, um, fruits, are high in trisaccharides. Okay. Complex sugars mm. Because it's difficult to break them down It actually needs energy And it doesn't so it's just not flood the system empty energy Sugar has a, a very, very bad role To play in cessation Yes Did I say that word correct? Cessation, yeah Cessation So what does that mean? Cessation is when the brain gets the message that I'm full Eat sugar, and I never see. Didn't have testosterone. Forgot to turn his phone off. You see, Um, eat (laughs) sugar, and you never feel full. But but you see, that's the problem. And it gives you the sugar always gives you this burst of energy, and and, very short, very short term burst of energy, and then that crash crash. afterwards. And then we feel hungry, and you eat more, and you go back for that same rush. You go for that same rush again. So, I take it myself. I'm one of these people. In my office, and when I go out to eat or with friends, Mm. they look at me and say to me, what the hell? How can you eat that much? You eat a a fortune. I've seen it. And you know what? It's because I don't feel full. Mm. There's a hormone in the stomach called renin, and renin acts on the pleasure centers of the brain, the limbic system of the brain, right. and it makes us feel full. Okay, um, eating sugar decreases the amount of renin that you um, are able to secrete, and which the brain acts on. I can have a full slab of chocolate, wash it down with milk while I'm drinking condensed milk. You know it, and so lucky I'm not there. For me, it's now a, a, a cognitive 
behavior to I eat a plate of food. This must be enough. I cannot be hungry anymore. Yeah. Because I overeat. I'm very, very good if I don't eat. The moment I start eating, I don't switch off. Yeah. I, I mean, when I say you eat a lot, I've, I've seen your plate of food you have for lunch. Um, I've seen in, in, in the practice. It's very healthy. The, the, your, your, your food. It's Thanks, salad. Noella. Thanks, <laughs> dear fun. But absolutely stu- stunning. I mean, there's boiled eggs, there's salad, there's good proteins, there's avo, there's really nice, a good plate of food. But I look at it and I think that must be your main meal for the day. Because for me, that, that is just That's so my much main food. snack. <laughs> I'm like Garfield. And in between that, I know that there's bags of biltong and so, I mean, you generally not, in those things, you're not eating bad food. It's just quantity. Yeah. And that's what's giving me a little bit of a paunch at the age of 46. So, you know what? Uh, okay. I was knitting so, booties. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's come back to mental health because apparently we only have minutes, 15 yeah. minutes left. I was referring to when I was standing in the shower. And one of the things that I realized was that so many of us are on anxiolytics, mm. de- antidepressants, et cetera, et cetera. One of the biggest symptoms or, or, or complaints that I get from my patients in my office is that they have no libido yes. or that they have erectile dysfunction. And I immediately made the link. If I'm in my 30s and my 40s, 50s, 60s, you know what, and I have depression and anxiety, and I go on to medication, my sexual functioning Mm. suffers. Yes. We know that. We know it's a common side effect for anxiolytics and antidepressants to decrease sexual desire, decrease libido, and definitely decrease sexual functioning, especially in men that can't um, at, uh, uh, get, get aroused and they cannot achieve an orgasm. Mm. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, testosterone elevates sexual functioning in the sense that it works on the brain and it increases libido. Wouldn't it be great if we can combine elevated levels of testosterone for these people that are battling to have normal sexual relations with their partners, Mm, mm. which leads to further anxiety and depression? Yes. And bah, that's how this talk came about. So I need to... Say this, and I'm going to repeat it more than once. Testosterone is not a supplement or an exchange drug for your psychotropic drugs or your psychoactive drugs. It cannot replace your anxiety medication, your schizophrenic medication, your antidepressant. It's not an Substitute. It can be an add-on, yes, but not 
a substitute. So please do not think that you can go off your antidepressants and go on to testosterone. It will not work. What we have found, and this is a patient that I've spoken about many times, not on this platform. I had a 26-year-old young man uh, come into my office, and he was on medical leave. He was actually medical boarded because of anxiety and depression. Wow. He was with a great psychiatrist. And when we initiated testosterone therapy for him he started feeling better Mm. he started functioning better and after about eight months in conjunction with his psychiatrist conjunction with the psychiatrist the two of us started weaning him off very very slowly of some Mm. of his Medication. He was on four different medications just to get him to function. Yeah. After a year with a combination of testosterone, balancing hormone levels, elevating dopamine, getting the brain structures to function properly, elevating serotonin levels, he was back at work. I mean, that's amazing. This guy was a financial advisor at one of the biggest banks. And you know what? We got him back to the office where he was boarded by his psychiatrist because he couldn't function. Together with his psychiatrist, we managed to get him off most Absolutely. Other medications. I think he ended up on one drug instead of on four. Well, I mean, that's, that's a fantastic result because His he sex life he, he could have been di- disabled. And I'm using that he word advised, advisedly for the rest of his life. He was disabled. Yeah. And that is one of the things. Depression is one of the leading factors of morbidity, mortality, and depreciation, if I can call it, of a human psyche. Mm. Mm. So by just reorganizing the structures in the brain by optimizing hormone levels, there's a radical change. Not only in function, but in behavior. And I'm going to put this out there. This is especially for our older people. We spoke about this um, two weeks ago when we did a recap of the topics that we've discussed. And one of them was that... My clinic, the T clinic, is a specialist clinic. Yes. We specialize in taking the time to balance different hormone systems with each other to give harmony back. Testosterone plays most probably the biggest role in this in the sense that 
It's made by the brain to govern functioning of the brain and structures in the brain. Absolutely. That is so incredibly powerful. The key building, the key building block. I just, I just want, and I mean, it's something we reiterate a lot on the show is, Hormone balancing to keep the the body balanced, and I'm using the word balanced over and over and over again. It's is so important because the moment you add too much ingredient, it's like a cake. If you add too much baking powder or not enough baking powder, the cake's going to flop. You have to. Everything has to be in balance, and I'm saying this specifically. Because if you've listened to this with half an ear and you think, oh, testosterone is great. And then I know that my gym trainer knows somebody who can hit me up with some testosterone. That's not what we're talking about here. You know what? It's, it's something that we, we talk about and say, please do not do that. Yes. Yes. That's that's the most important thing that people need to take out of it. I cannot just supplement testosterone. Testosterone has incredibly beneficial effects in the right doses and for the right indication. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things, and you know what, I'm very quickly going to just glance over this, is in South Africa, people, there is one testosterone that is... Two, no, two ethical drugs mm. that's been approved by the Medical Control Council or SAPRA. When you walk into a gym, yes, the stuff that you get might be pharmaceutical. It might be made in a laboratory in India or Pakistan or um, in Israel or wherever. It might be. But it's not been approved by our medical control council for human use. And unfortunately, there was this thing on carte blanche where this one lab laboratory um, was raided, where they were actually making testosterone in someone's garage. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole point. So, I mean, people will say, oh, I've researched it and I've researched it. Well, what have you done? Gone onto YouTube and researched a few videos, you've made your own conclusions and you've created a product. And I'm not just talking about testosterone now. I'm talking about people who make all sorts of supplements and things, things like that. Yes, they, that's not research. It's, it's not peer reviewed. It's not, it's, you know, done, none of that. It typically takes about 10 years yeah. to develop a product. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Chris, we have very little time left. Um, let's recap. Yeah. The brain is responsible for communication between our hormonal system and our nervous system. Yeah. The kidneys play a big role there. Testosterone is manufactured in our testicles and our ovaries under the control of our hypothalamus and pituitary gland. We call it the hypothalamus-pituitary-gonodal axis. 
So, the role of testosterone starts, or production of testosterone starts with the brain. And it's the brain where testosterone has its biggest effect on one, structural formation of the brain, communication between different parts of the brain, and health of the brain. Testosterone has a great effect um, combating oxidative stress in the brain. Right. It's responsible for repair and regeneration of brain tissue. One of the things that we need to remember, especially in men, that slow decline of testosterone has the same symptoms as depression and those include fatigue anxiety mood swings memory loss irritability impulsiveness hence the term grumpy old men grumpy old men okay the structures of the brain the other hormones that Testosterone boosts and controls dopamine, dopamine being responsible for communication between different nerves, therefore forming pathways. The pathways is what's responsible for behavior. All the way from the reptilian and the um, cerebellum to the prefrontal cortex, executive functioning. Serotonin, our feel-good hormones. Mm. Serotonin elevates when we exercise. Serotonin elevates when we eat healthy. Serotonin elevates when we outside in the sun. Um, there are so many factors that are involved. Taking testosterone on your own can be detrimental to your health taking it under specialist supervision yes. in the correct way, in the correct dose, has incredibly beneficial effects on men and women. The biggest effect, cognitive functioning, spatial recognition, longevity, wellness. Living your best life. Living your best life. I'm going to ask you the, a quick question. Apart from... Getting hold of you at the at the T clinic, a specialist clinic dealing in this. Where can people go? You know what I I've, I say this all the time, and if you read all the literature, any literature, it starts with do a testosterone blood test. Yes, we look at both. Free testosterone, and that's the part of testosterone that's bioavailable. It's available to the body. But we also look at total testosterone levels. So, easy. Go to your GP. Speak to your GP. Get a test done. If the symptoms are there, discuss it further. Read. You know what? We are available. It's very easy to get hold of us. It's the T-Clinic. That's the website. Our phone number, very easy, Joburg, 10 If 
we will try and find solutions to problems that you identify or have not identified. That's what we do. Um, there's a lot of GPs, there's a lot of specialists that are finally starting to mm. cotton on to the fact that testosterone is incredibly important and incredibly powerful. It's taken me a long time, a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of conferences to understand the very, very fine nuances. And therefore, I advise you, go to a specialist, go to a specialist clinic who can deal with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's fine tuning. It's fine tuning. So it's fine tuning an engine. Absolutely. That's so. what it is. Okay. So that is our talk on testosterone and mental health. Um, this, I will re- repeat this on, on real health, um, which will screen somewhere in September. I'm, I think I'm shooting that episode next week. And next week, Wednesday, we actually going to my other love and speciality, and that's aesthetics. And Yay. we have in studio with us um, Dr. Chris Snayman, renowned oh, plastic and reconstructive surgeon. But Chris Snayman is also the ombudsman for um, the Plastic and Reconstructive uh, Association, where we mediate um, problems with Aesthetics and surgery And we're going to speak about the role of the ombudsman Fantastic um, And Very uh, how it how it relates to our litigious society Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, can't wait I love the aesthetics part Testosterone fascinates me I'm a huge proponent of the, of the aesthetics Have a wonderful, wonderful week Don't forget you can get hold of us on the website The Tea Health Clinic And any questions and even if you're not based in Johannesburg you are able to get hold of us and we will put you in the right direction or do a consult uh, via Zoom or one of those yeah. one of those lovely new platforms have a great week and we'll see you next week ciao bye this has been the tea health show with Dr Mark and Chris Avon Smith sponsored by the tea clinic for more information contact admin at the tea clinic.com